This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. Europe's new fuel economy and test procedure, the WLTP, caused havoc last year for automakers because it takes two to three times longer to test vehicles than before, which delayed the release of a number of models. And it's also costly. Germany's Der Spiegel magazine reports that Volkswagen spent $4 billion last year to get its lineup to meet the new standards. But that's a bit of poetic justice, because the WLTP probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for VW, since the test was in response to its diesel emission cheating scandal. Last week, Tesla said it was going to close most of its stores as a cost-cutting move so it could lower the base price of the Model 3 to $35,000. Then it changed its mind. Now Tesla says it will close fewer stores and raise the price of its cars 3%, though the base Model 3 will still be $35,000. Tesla came under withering criticism after it announced the store closings and one of its most loyal investment firms dumped all of its stock in the company. In racing news over the weekend, Joseph Newgarden won with his Chevrolet-powered Penske at the IndyCar season opener in St. Petersburg, Florida. And in NASCAR, Kyle Busch drove his Toyota Camry to the win in Phoenix, Arizona. General Motors just refiled to trademark the name Zora. Some believe GM will use the name on the new C8 Corvette, possibly for a high-performance version. Zora Arcus Duntoff was a brilliant engineer who played a major role in the development of the Corvette. We want to thank Autoline viewer Will Slate, who's been keeping up to date on GM's trademark filings with the Zora name. And speaking of Corvette, if you didn't catch Autoline After Hours last week, we had a great discussion about the upcoming mid-engine C8 Corvette. The car is nearly 60 years in the making, and Don Sherman, a freelancer who knows a heck of a lot about it, shared why he thinks GM is now pulling the trigger on making it a reality. It's getting out of bankruptcy. It's having Royce a believer. It's having a business case where it can be profitable. It's having Taz Eukter. And like I say, the C7 customers are aging. They're not going to last forever. you got to get the next generation. you got to get the Countach photo on the wall in the bedroom of the 15-year-olds. So when they get to be 20 and start a dot-com, they buy a Corvette instead of a Ferrari. And for more info about the C8 Corvette, you can watch that episode right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. And here's a little bit of good news for auto workers in North America. While LMC Automotive is predicting light vehicle sales will be down 2% in the region, it's expecting production to be up slightly this year. Last year, imported SUV sales shot up 15% because there weren't enough locally produced models to meet demand. But vehicles like the BMW X7, Cadillac XT6, Chevy Blazer, Kia Telluride, and Subaru Ascent will fill the gap that was created. Midsize pickups will also play a role in production increases. With the Ford Ranger and Jeep Gladiator coming online, Sales in the segment are forecast to grow nearly 12% this year. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results.
From stop-start to 48 volt to pure electric, there are 42 different possible combinations of electrified powertrains. That's according to the giant tier one supplier Magna, which says it can supply 29 of them. One of Magna's most interesting prototypes is a Tesla Model S with a modified powertrain. Magna gutted the Tesla factory powertrain and installed its own, including a different battery pack. On the front axle, they installed an integrated e-drive system with motor, inverter, and gearbox. The peak power of the motor is 160 kilowatts, or about 214 horsepower, and delivers over 2,400 pound-feet of torque. At the rear, they installed two asynchronous motors capable of delivering 320 kilowatts, or more than 400 horsepower, and over 4,800 pound-feet. The two rear motors can operate independently, sending power to either rear wheel, or both. Autoline Daily got the opportunity to test drive the car on a frozen lake in northern Sweden, and the performance is, well, electrifying. The prototype can operate as a front-wheel drive car, a rear-wheel drive car, or an all-wheel drive. All Teslas have great handling and traction, but Magnus prototype takes it to a new level. As a front-drive car, the Tesla accelerates well, but understeers on the icy skid pad. In rear drive, it oversteers, of course. But with the two electric motors providing torque vectoring, you can drift it all around the skid pad in total control. The electric motors react faster than a mechanical differential would. In all-wheel drive, the Tesla feels supremely stable and predictable and provides the driver with the kind of confidence you wouldn't expect to encounter when driving in icy conditions. Magnus prototype shows that the future of performance with electric cars will go beyond straight line acceleration. We're going to get all weather traction and handling like we've never experienced before. That's it for today. Thanks for watching and please join us again tomorrow.